This is the Epilogue audio experience. Again, you know, my philosophy in reading a lot of these self-help books is this fact that, you know, you take what appeals to you and then you discard the rest, right? So there's nothing that you should follow as gospel. You will spend a bunch of time, a bunch of your effort, a bunch of your life energy working for a company and, you know, you should at least be confident that this is actually what you want and spending some time to think about, you know, what is it that you want in a company and in your job is probably useful hello and welcome to a very special episode of the passion people podcast you're listening to season 2 covid-19 special bonus episode and i am your host naga the passion people podcast chronicles stories of people who follow their passion and make it manifest in tangible ways so you can get inspired and get one step closer to what it is that you're passionate about we've missed last fortnight's episode due to unforeseen circumstances of covid-19 and that's why i thought it'll be a good idea to come up with a special episode for all of us who are in lockdown we're taking a little bit of a break from scheduled programming and taking a detour down the road of trying to figure out who am i and how do i get what i want how to get through a divorce and what's the healing process that comes after that how do you look for jobs during covid-19 and identifying a set of criteria that you want to set before you figure in and zero in on what it is that job that you want we talk about reinventing yourself and getting used to the process and also about t-shaped and w-shaped knowledge curves as you develop your expertise and progress in your career i'm doing all of this not alone but with a very dear friend vishnu gopal who's a front end engineer and also a remote worker and a very avid reader do not get intimidated by the number of books that he refers to because you can find all of the book references and a way to reach vishnu or me on the show notes i hope you enjoy this episode and let's dive in hi vishnu good afternoon and thank you for making time to be on the passion people podcast thanks for inviting me naga on today's episode for a conversation i wanted to specifically explore a couple of themes i think uh, which are relevant given that we are all going through this process of self realization or introspection now that we have a little bit more time for ourselves we are someone who i feel has a very strong sense of self awareness and that has led you to achieving certain goals or steps in your life that that externally people may consider to be as uh, successful right so as part of our conversation today i wanted to explore these themes of who am i how do i get what i want yeah i think i think these are like interesting questions i stumbled on uh, you know the search for this probably like a year or two ago so i had a pretty traumatic event in my life in the sense that i uh, went through a divorce and mm. uh, obviously that makes you reexamine a lot of your life choices and so on so at that point of time you know questions like why are you doing what you're doing are you doing something that actually makes you happy and so on actually 
comes into your life a little bit more uh, you know organically so uh, right so in that respect uh, a lot of those questions came up and i was trying to find answers to them and i was reading a lot of books and a lot of these books are sort of self help books Now, there's a bunch of them honestly uh, so i was going through a bunch of them and then trying to pick up uh, things which are useful to me and you know discarding stuff that you know think was relevant so in that sense i stumbled on a process which appealed to me so uh, and so that's that's what i think i described in a previous uh, conversation with you and uh, that's probably what led to this as well in that sense it's it's not a complex process it's basically trying to write down what you want uh trying to get clarity as to what is it that you want from life right so i followed the instructions from a book actually it's called 18 steps to own your life and pretty much i think in the first few chapters of the book you have to answer a bunch of questions questions like for example uh what do you want to be remembered as uh describe your ideal day things along these lines and after you answer a bunch of these questions you get these value themes which are sort of natural groupings that are formed as a result of these questions you know because a person can have multiple value themes because you know you might have like five or six uh, things that you're interested in you pick the top 3 the top three that really appeals to you and then you sort of you know work towards it it took me some time to go through the process because it's a bit of self examination and reflection and so on and at the end of the day you know you come up with a few things which are sort of like statements which you can put up somewhere print out and put up somewhere and keep looking at it because that's a distillation of you know what we actually want from life So for me it was uh, three sentences one was uh, i will build useful thoughtful and meaningful products the second one was i will strive to be recognized as a good engineer with great attention to detail and the third one was i will give and get more love and care in my life i've been trying to live my life aligned to these uh, three uh, sentences for some time now some days i succeed most days i feel so yeah it's been a journey if you're willing to talk about uh, your your divorce and that you know the process that led you to where you are today i'm, I'm sure there was, there was also a lot of uh, time that you would have taken to heal from the process and you know what what were the things that you did to kind of maybe accelerate that healing process and push you towards you know how do i get what i want um Yeah, I mean, there there was a lot of healing. I think the healing is still continuing as well, right? So mm-hmm. it's a gradual process because uh, I think what happens in a divorce, and there's a really nice book by the way called Uncoupling: How to Survive and Thrive After a Divorce or a Breakup. It's, it's a really nice book. So that gave me a lot of pointers on how to structure the process afterward. But I think the first thing is to sort of you know appreciate that there are two people in the conversation and you know to understand every nuance of what went wrong and sort of internalize that right so it's it's uh, it's a process of healing and it's a process of uh, therapy as well so uh, i went to a counselor uh, for quite some time 
and you know she helped me through the process trying to face my emotions and stuff so part of the problem i think uh, is that i'm i'm not really a person who is comfortable sharing or exposing my emotions as well so it took some time to uh, really face up to emotions and stuff i i love the way i think uh, one day that she described it so she described emotions as the stuff that you like if you put up everything into a cupboard and like stuff it in one day you know the cupboard will just open and then all of it will come flying out Right. So, mm-hmm. so you have to sort of process it, organize it. It will still be there. I mean, the emotions will never sort of you know disappear and go away. But because you have uh, processed it and understood it, you know, it helps you heal and become better. What were the steps that you took to process those emotions and also prevent them from being bottled up? The therapy obviously was step one, I think. But once you know mm-hmm. it became slightly easier to deal with it, I mean, there's a lot of self therapy sort of that you can do as well. So as as part of, I think around six months back or around six to seven months back, I started this uh, morning pages routine. This is a process which I got from a book called Artist's Way. It's mm. uh, quite it's quite an interesting book. Again, you know, my philosophy in reading a lot of these self-help books is the fact that you know you you take what appeals to you and then you discard the rest, right? So there's nothing that you should follow as gospel. But what appealed to me about this particular book was the fact that you know it stressed just two practices. One was uh, what they call morning pages. So it's a, a series of three pages that you write, uh, and this is you know pen on paper writing. Like a diary writing, every day in the morning, almost the first thing that you uh, get up and you write these three pages, and it's uh, sort of stream of consciousness writing. You don't really have structure to this, and so on. In some ways, it's sort of like therapy because you know you are writing exactly you know what you feel. There is no censor or there is no filter to your thoughts and your behavior. So in that some senses it really helps you uh, because you start to notice patterns in your writing every day, and those patterns you know lead you somewhere. So uh, the person who obviously wrote this book is more spiritual than I am. I'm not really that much of a spiritual person, uh, so I don't frame these you know sort of serendipity serendipitous answers that you get sometimes as you know. Acts of God or something, but you know these are sometimes good answers that you get out of facing all of these questions that you that pops up in our mind in the morning. And obviously, it helps you because it calms your mind. You're able to focus on on the day after that in a much bit more structured way. Uh, there's also a second exercise in artist way, which is the artist date. The author sort of thinks of creativity as as, as something that has to be nurtured. Right, and uh, she often talks about this inner child that you have, that you have to nurture and take care of, and baby in some fashion. Right, so she says that you know you have to provide an environment where your inner child is is uh, healthy and is you know free to explore and so on. And so the artist date, which is the second exercise, kind of helps in that respect. So it's it's a half an hour or a You know, once a week exercise that you do, that you do it by yourself, and you do something that you like doing. So this could be 
like for me it is like you know visiting bookstores or you know attending a book club meeting or going to a monument and taking photos or something it's just something which you do just for yourself once a week these two exercises sort of helped me and uh, sort of helped me balance you know what came after divorce and sort of realign my life what i wanted got it you've talked about how you were able to build self awareness and how you were able to heal from uh, from a process uh, and from your life event how did you transition from there from knowing who you are to getting what you want knowing who you are as a first step what did you do to transition to the next step of really actioning on those insights taking a particular tangible step towards the trends that you're seeing uh, as part of your journal and journals that you write in the morning i mean i think this is a process of discovery and journey of course right so i wouldn't say that i i exactly know what i want even today but i think the clarity is a lot more once you have some measure of clarity and especially you know in your morning pages you see a lot of these trends that pop up that you know, probably unhappy with the job or probably you know unhappy with your life and then you start to question as in what can you do about it right because you cannot really like be unhappy you know 5 6 7 days in a row and still not do anything about it right so it, it's sort of really frustrating in the morning sometimes so at that point in time you know you really want to do something and i'm the sort of person who sort of makes lists and writes things down and stuff right so i sort of discovered that pretty early actually that i really wanted a different kind of job which which aligns to you know these three values that i spoke about earlier so some place where i can build you know thoughtful products some place where i can be a good engineer and some kind of job which actually gives me enough time so that i can actually have enough space and time for love and care and so on so so those were you know the sort of concrete values that drove me the values that i figured out that led to a process where you know i wrote down a sort of ideal work template for me i can again share this but it's it's really you know like sort of eight criteria which i found i wanted a product company i wanted a bootstrapped and public company i wanted a profitable company one once you write down these criteria then you start hunting right so this is the sort of place for me that i really want to be working at and so on so yeah i mean the the job hunt obviously is is a very mechanical process because you start the application and so on but i think a lot of people that i spoke to were surprised that i actually you know wrote all these things down earlier right so because i realize a lot of people don't and i think that's that's like a probably a mistake because you will spend a bunch of time a bunch of your effort bunch of your life energy working for a company and you know you should at least be confident that this is actually what you want and spending some time to think about you know what is it that you want in a company and in your job this is probably useful So, so my only advice is, you know, like figure out what is it that you want, and then figure out your own process of writing down, ideally. And this should be like sort of non-negotiable sort of things, right? So it could be nice to have, and it could be must-have as well. But some of it really has to be non-negotiable. Like this is the kind of company that I want to work for. 
probably like you know try to change your life so that you can be in that sort of company obviously i realize that this is from a position of privilege right? so uh one it's it's corona situation and it's very hard to switch jobs right now and two i am privileged enough to be in a field where you know there's a lot of demand for the kind of person the kind of skills that i have right? so but i think it's applicable always right so maybe it will be harder maybe it will take longer but it will be more rewarding at the end of the day because you, know, you have chosen this field and you have chosen this company and you have consciously made a choice instead of like following the stream right so so that really makes a difference got it so you mentioned that uh, the stream of work that you are in is something that's in demand so for our younger listeners who are who are still making those choices about what they want to specialize in or what they want to study how do you suggest that they look at look at the world or how do you suggest their stream of specialization or their stream of study so that it's in line with what kind of uh, things are in demand in the future um so i think there are many access to this obviously but one thing is you know figuring out what you're good at i understand like at least when i was growing up you know it was engineering or you know a doctor right? so that was almost like a default <laughs> choice for, <laughs> for for a lot of people who who actually were like my friends and stuff right so so a lot of people got into engineering even without really liking it right so i was one of the few folks who really liked programming so yeah i mean it was but now i think it's it's changed slightly right i mean people have realized that you know there is demand for all kinds of jobs and all kinds of talent and all kinds of creative professions also right? so right so i think the avenues are a lot more today and i think that's brilliant and wonderful first thing would be to ask everybody to figure out you know what you're good at and what you're really you know, passionate about right? so if you're thinking of programming you know i can give you more specific advice but even if you're not like so whatever it is you know you should be uh, able to specialize in one area and you you should be able to say that you know you're one of the top 100 folks in the world in that area right so that should be your that should be your aim sort of right? so whatever that area is so it could be anything you won't reach there on day one obviously right so this is just the goal but uh, the other way to look at it is you could also specialize right so so when i was starting off for example programming was not as large as it is today right so so there are narrower and narrower and narrower fields and specializations within programming right now so for example i am a i, I was hired as a front end developer uh so when i was starting my career the, even the job title didn't exist right so there's a lot more specialization today than it, than there were like you know 20 years ago so figure out your narrow specialization and become like one of the best in the world in that specialization right so if you focus in in that area i think it will do you good and obviously when you're starting off you know don't go after money there's this thing that i keep saying like, like learning uh, instead of earning right when you're young <laughs> so uh, yeah. figure out uh, figure out some place where you can you can make a difference right and some place which you know so a lot of people 
do it from the sense that you know, okay, will this good, will this look good in my resume, right? So that's that's no key way to look at it, right? But it's it's probably like half of the picture, right? So it's more like you know, what do I get out of it? What do I uh, learn from this role, and what do I learn from this job, and how can that help me in the future, right? So, like one of my uh, I think really good decisions was like I. I all job in college uh, in Infosys, right? And I didn't take that job, and I joined the startup, which was SlideShare. Right? So I mean, in those days, joining a startup was not really as sexy as <laughs> joining a startup right now. So it was a bit, you know, difficult to convince my parents and stuff. Like, but you know, I, I was, you know, happy and content there. And I, Actually learned a lot there, and I was not like a you know, cog in the wheel sort of. Right? So, so find a place where you know you can contribute. Find a place where you can learn. Find a place where you can make a difference, and then you know cultivate those professional relationships that will like take you to the next step. Right? So, I mean, I think it's easier right now starting off. I mean, obviously there's a lot more uh, competition, but it's also easier in the sense that if you're good. You know, there's so much more companies out there who would really want to hire you, regardless of whatever field that you work in. So, so yeah, I don't know if it answers the question, but yep, it does. I have a, a follow-up question to ask you in terms of the specialization, right? So now, in a world that is uh, evolving so quickly, and where technologies are changing, and you know, job profiles are changing so quickly, what what's your take on someone? being a generalist versus being a specialist or do you feel like there is a space for being a narrow generalist where you're working at the intersection of maybe two to three things but not more than that what what do you think i think you have to be adaptable but that doesn't mean you can't be like a specialist so so what i mean by that is like you know especially in my field like programming it's it's very fluid and keeps changing like pretty much like every five years right so if you can't uh, relearn and learn uh, new skills, then you pretty much like you know get outdated like very quickly. So it doesn't mean that there, there aren't fundamentals that are you know not applicable across all these sort of generational changes. Right? But there's still a lot of relearning to be done. But at the same time, you can specialize. So. I have made a choice right now to specialize in uh, front-end development. So this is a portion where it deals with uh, an application, it deals with the visual UI, you know, how it looks. I mean, applications like Gmail, for example, that are like you know, single-page applications. So there is an opportunity to specialize. For people starting off, though, you know, I would say the whole thing about T-shaped individuals, right? So that really comes. So have a broad knowledge area in multiple multiple different fields that are adjacent to yours and then in deep knowledge in, in one area. What happens as you keep learning is that deep slowly becomes a W because you know you have multiple vertical axes going on. So and then you can slowly like and expand your knowledge in that way. And some of those vertical areas become outdated, but that's fine. Because that's how the world works and there's always lessons learned from all those specializations that you pick up right and 
that will help you in the next area that you want to want to work at so i think reinventing yourself is something that i think all of us will have to get used to but it's still thinking you have to specialize because if you don't then it becomes too much of a generic profile for you right so there should be something unique about you that everybody should you know, stand up and take notice i think one way to make yourself unique is to specialize in something which is an intersection like you said of multiple areas and something which you know the world hasn't really seen much yet so in that sense it's it's nice to do that got it got it i really like your uh, t uh, and w analogy and you know subsequently you said that one of them will get outdated so it might be a transition from a t to a w to a v and you know back to another uh, language yeah. i think the 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 underlying principle of all of this is to a to be able to get a sense of what is relevant and what is an expected change that's coming and the next thing is to be able to morph yourself to be able to fit that next big change that's coming or to be a lifelong learner as as we wrap up our our conversation what what would your thoughts be on how can how can we develop that flexible mindset and how can we develop that aptitude and the attitude to be able to change to the you know dynamic requirements of of our lives because both our personal lives and our professional lives growth mindset is is i think what you're talking about it's it's difficult honestly like i don't know how exactly if you're not in a growth mindset i don't know how exactly you tune yourself to become somebody like that i am i was like for for a long time uh, i think very much in a fixed mindset i was very comfortable with my job i was very comfortable with my life and i think in some senses you know comfort is good but comfort also leads to some sort of complacency as well right so so you require a sort of reboot <laughs> sometimes right and doing it consciously every 6 months or so is, is something that i think i would advise i told this to a few people like last spoke somewhere that if you if you have a plan which is written down like this is what i want to achieve right for three years or so and if you sort of reads that plan every quarter right based on inputs like you know you couldn't do xyz or oh, the corona situation happened and a lot of my plans are now derailed right but if you sort of make it the habit to sort of reframe these plans every quarter or so that would be a good start because then you know you would never be like okay you're not sure where you're heading and you know you're not sure what your plans are and you're not sure uh, where you want to go and all of that right so make a plan and maybe revisit that every few months or so i think that would be a good start i totally agree <laughs> that then that, that's a that's a great book Uh, to refer to i'll also make sure that i include uh, the links and uh, you know the details of the books that uh, you've mentioned during our conversation in the show notes so that uh, people can find that what's the best way to reach out to you it's on twitter uh, my id is my name vishnu gopal fantastic i'll make sure that i include uh, the links to your twitter as well as your uh, website in the show notes and uh, thank you thank you so much for uh, for coming on the show any any closing thoughts No, I think it was brilliant, like being here, Naga. Thanks for inviting me. We are almost in the thirtieth minute of the show, and you're still hanging in there. 
so thank you so much for that i hope you're all safe and taking care of yourselves and do let me know what you think of these set of specials where we are talking to people to understand how they are making the most of this pandemic in this episode we explored themes around healing a mental model for looking at your career and how to set yourself up for success in an evolving and rapidly changing jobs market i always love to hear from you so please reach out on twitter facebook or whatever social media channels that work for you and we can take it from there this is naga signing off stay home stay safe and stay socially distanced hey guys thanks for tuning into the show we appreciate you taking the time out for this if you like what you heard please share this with a few friends and leave a review rating on your favorite podcaster this will help more people learn about the podcast until next time this is kritika from the passion people podcast wishing you a wonderful week ahead stay passionate cheers